When it comes to investing, retirement, taxes, healthcare, and estate planning, the decisions you make today can greatly affect the quality of life for you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight and unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your retirement and financial future. Good news. You found the Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout. Grant is the founder of Dorhout Retirement Services, and he's been guiding people financially and into retirement for nearly 20 years. So get ready for an hour of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. It's time for the Retirement Blueprint. And now, here are your hosts, Grant Dorhout and Jeff Shea. Good morning and welcome to the Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout, the show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to help you reach your wealth management and retirement goals through smart investing and careful planning. On today's show, we're going to be talking about how to create a retirement income stream, what that involves, also four major benefits that you're missing if you're not working with a financial advisor. Then we'll get to the pros and cons of fixed index annuities. And if we've got some time, we're going to be talking about six things to do if you're nearing retirement. My name's Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions for you, ladies and gentlemen, but the words of wisdom and solid advice, of course, they come from Grant Dorhout, founder and wealth advisor of Dorhout Retirement Services right here in Omaha. Hey, Grant, how you doing this morning? I'm doing really well, but I'm a, I got to admit, I'm a little conflicted with all this nice weather we've been having. Some of these days, we're 20 degrees above I normal. Know. We were talking about it just a little bit ago that, I mean, Crazy. this feels more like March, and I'm hoping that March doesn't feel like February because we got baseball coming up with my my son, and I don't want to be in all my winter gear looking like I'm scooping snow. <laughs> you know, he's going to be playing baseball in Omaha right now. We were talking, wouldn't it be nice if he was complaining about the weather at spring training in uh, Florida or out there in Arizona, but still I'm with you. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. How many weeks ago was it that we were looking at sub-zero temperatures here in Omaha, and now what are we hitting, 60 degrees, something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're having several in the last couple of weeks we've had in the 60-degree range, but look at middle January, it was negative. I know. I want to say, didn't we hit something like negative five, negative 10? We absolutely <laughs> did. And now it's like 60 degrees. I look out there and all the little buds are, you know, they're fooled. Yep. Some things are coming up out of the ground. The annual flowers are coming up and probably yep. just setting themselves up for maybe another freeze. But yeah, this is yeah. some wild weather that we're having. But of course, we're hardy here in Omaha. We know what to do. We know how to deal with some snow. And then the next day, you know, you're too hot with suntan oil. Glad everybody could join us here. Of course, we're not talking about the weather on today's show. We're going to be talking about your fiscal fitness, your financial education. Grant, there are a lot of things that I talked about that I want to talk about on the show today, but I want to talk about something that you and I were discussing, and that's how you and I get a little aggravated sometimes when we listen to other radio shows, or particularly when people bring things into you that they've gotten from other financial advisors. Now, Doorhout Retirement Services is a true fiduciary, but taking a look at some of the things that you see come across your desk, they're put together by people who I would say are far from a fiduciary. Yeah, I had it a couple of times this week, and that's what I was talking about. It really frustrates me that people that maybe don't have much trust in our industry, and then I hear two stories that came into my office this week. You know, one of them, it was very clear. It was it was playing on, on emotion and what could happen and how they might be able to protect from a certain way. And the unfortunate part, when we actually whittled down to it, the laws in the state of Nebraska and, and things that were going to have to be spent 
ultimately the only goal for that financial advisor was to generate commissions. And it was absolutely, it made me so stinking mad that they were telling this client these things, getting the hopes up. And then this client comes into me and they bring this particular asset class up and, and how it can be used and how it could actually get around them having to spend funds that they have for their dad's health and him being taken care of in an assisted living. I was It was really unfortunate. People shouldn't have to be experts in this industry in order to figure out if someone's telling them if something is is right for them. I had another one just yesterday came in. He he was telling me about this person that he met through a dinner seminar, which I do dinner seminars as well. We try and educate and inform and just like we do on this radio show. But this other one yesterday, he came in and he had $850,000 that was in the market. He had several other annuities. They had over a million dollars they could have invested. They had CDs. They had money a bunch of different places. But the $850,000 that they had in the market that was liquid to them, and it, it had a growth style to it, which looked fine to me. Well, he said that this past August, they had someone try and put 100% of that $850,000 that was liquid mm. into this particular annuity that they thought was going to earn 14% annually. And it was just a really unfortunate thing. Even if it was paying 14% annually, if you're putting it into that annuity and then you have limited liquidity, well, that's still inappropriate. You cannot do these things, yet it, it, it's very painfully obvious to me in these stories this week that there's a couple of advisors that were they were thinking of their own personal gain instead of what was right for that client and what those clients goals were and it it, it made me come in with a different attitude this morning where i was just a little aggravated i think these are egregious breaches of trust and really the opposite of being a fiduciary now i want to kind of technically restate that to a certain extent i don't think that there's any such designation as fiduciary but i think technically we're held to the fiduciary standard that is technically what we are but nevertheless what that means is we're legally and I think morally required to act in our client's best interest. And unfortunately, there are a lot of advisors out there who are just not doing that. Their Mm -hmm. priority is padding the bottom line. And if they're one of the big box stores, and again, I don't know where I'm treading in this in terms of going up to the line, but I think with a lot of the major advisors, the big box people, the people who, you know, sponsor blimps and that sort of thing, that they're beholden to the company's goal to get them to sell what the company is pushing and really what the client needs kind of falls far down on the list. Is it an uncommon thing that you will take a look at a plan that someone brings you and find that their trust has been breached? Yeah. Yeah. I talked with the one yesterday. We were talking about a separate transaction that he had with someone that he does dinner seminars in town. And and in those dinner seminars, he demonizes one thing and then he makes the other thing look like it's the savior. And it's the only thing that you should put your money into. And the problem is he doesn't have a fiduciary responsibility to his clientele. And he really sells predominantly one or two things to every single person, regardless of age or need. And I think that people just, they need to know that there are advisors out there that are true fiduciaries. They, there are advisors out there that do have their best interest at heart. I know several friends that are financial advisors in Omaha that are having their client's best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. We discuss what they've done 
and we we agree that they're doing the right thing, that we're doing the right thing. And so it's really just unfortunate when we run across these few examples and we just see like, man, why would you do that in this scenario? There's no other answer other than they're putting the wrong person first. And it's it's a frustrating thing that people have to sometimes maybe think twice about, well, can I actually trust this person? Right. It's, it's really unfortunate in this industry at times when you run across these things. It's not always, but this week it just really got me because I had two of them that were so horrible back-to-back days that I'm just like, man, why are we doing this, people? We have to be thinking about what is the goal? What are we trying to accomplish? What is the person's stated goal? It doesn't matter if it's, I want to go on trips in retirement. I have an income need. I want to maximize my growth. I need tax efficiency. It doesn't really matter what that goal is. Okay, now I have to go out and I have to find the solution, whether it be a stock, a bond, a mutual fund, a structured note, an annuity, a life insurance, a CD, something that you don't even sell. Right. That is what this person needs, and you need to point that out for them so mm-hmm. that they can accomplish that goal. That's why people come to you for that advice. And sometimes that gets lost, and it's it's unfortunate at times. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were talking about that. I think it's important that people know that there are true fiduciaries in our community. I'm not the only one, but I am definitely far from the examples that we saw this week. And if someone's wondering if they got that type of advice, yes, bring it in. We'll we'll look at what someone has put you in. We'll give you a, a complimentary evaluation of a, of a recommendation that someone else has made and let you know whether or not they're doing the right thing. If there's someone in this community that is doing the right thing, I've said it for years when I'm doing dinner seminars, if someone wants a second opinion, they want to come in and they want to they want me to look at it. If it's someone that is really truly doing the best thing with them and they have a relationship for the last 10 or 15 or 20 years, I'm going to tell them to stay with that advisor because I want more good fiduciary advisors in our community. Our show is called The Retirement Blueprint, and when I think of a blueprint, I think of building and construction. There's a fellow, I don't know if you've ever seen this show on HGTV, Grant, where he fixes other people's problems. I think his name is Mike or something like that. He'll Mm -hmm. go into a home where somebody's had something done, and he will just become so disgusted. How could anybody in their right mind or even Mm -hmm. live with themselves to do this? Now we've got to tear it all out and do it again. And Grant, if I'm hearing you correctly, you welcome people to bring in their financial plans because this is so important to you. After all, it's only all the money that you've ever saved in retirement that you're depending on. So you're actually encouraging people, if you've got a plan from someone else, if you think you're being sold something, bring it to you and you'll go ahead and take a look at this for them at no cost, no obligation. No, absolutely. That's what we do all the time. That's what we've been putting ourselves out there in these educational events as well. We welcome that. Grant, all this brings me to your peace in retirement blueprint. Can you tell our audience what that is all about? Yeah, we've said this on the show several times, probably someone is new listening today. When we talk about the Peace and Retirement Blueprint, it's more than a tagline. It's actually the plans that we put together. If you're going to have a complete plan, I believe you really need to have five different plans working together and in conjunction to actually help you have that Peace and Retirement that we talk about all the time. The first is protected income. We're going to talk about some income streams here in just a second, how to create a retirement 
retirement income stream and have that protected income help you through your retirement journey. The second one, the E, is for efficient tax strategies. All too often, not only are politicians, but maybe some financial advisors are ignoring the fact that people might have a little too much deferred and maybe they have some opportunities to get in some tax-free realm. And we help people with that all the time as well. A is the accumulation. A lot of times when people get too retirement, a lot of times that risk tolerance goes down. And sometimes people are tempted to get out of the market completely, but I, I want to encourage people to be responsible in the market, to make sure that you're comfortable and confident in how you're growing your money in the market. That is the good accumulation plan that we try and put together for people. C is the complete control of healthcare. A lot of times people ignore this because it's a, not a very fun topic to discuss, but we have to know that once someone reaches age 65, there's nearly a 70% chance that you'll utilize long-term care in some way, shape, or form. And that doesn't mean that you're going to a nursing home. That's home health care and assisted living as well. And then E is the estate plans that we help with as well. Getting those funds that you've built up or those assets that you've built throughout your life where you want them in the most efficient way possible, whether it's going to a church or a charity or your kids or your grandkids or your friends. It doesn't really matter which direction it's going. There is an efficient way to get it there in the end, and that's where we help with that estate plan as well. So that's the complete peace in retirement blueprint that we talk about every single week. That's really what that all whittles down to. Well, Grant, based on our conversation, I'm willing to bet that our listeners would like to sit down and talk to you about their retirement journey and making sure that they're on the right path. So if you want answers about your retirement planning, then I highly encourage you to request your no cost, no obligation, no judgment, door hot retirement, peace in retirement blueprint. You can do it today by calling 402-281-0750. It's 402-281-0750. Now, when you call, you get a friendly voice on the other end of the line, probably Lisa, who will gather some basic information and set you up with a conversation with Grant to create this path towards a confident retirement. Now, remember, it's not going to cost you a dime, but it could uncover some blind spots that when addressed may help improve the quality of life that you'll have in retirement and a retirement that could last 30 plus years. Once again, no cost, no obligation for this. You can call that number today. If Lisa's not there on a Saturday, I don't blame her if she isn't, because after all, it is on the weekend. Simply leave your information. That is just your name and your telephone number. Lisa will be glad to call you back on the next business day and gather the information that she needs to set you up with a conversation with Grant. And you don't have to wait for months to get in and talk to Grant. And also, you will be talking to Grant, not some other advisor. Once again, that number to call today, 402-281-0750. You can also request your complimentary consultation online at doorhotretirementservices.com. That's D-O-R-H-O-U-T, retirementservices.com. Want more strategies to support the quality of life you want for 30 plus years? Stick around. There's more Retirement Blue with Grant Dorhout in just a moment. You can't start a trip you've never taken without a plan. And you can't start your retirement journey without a comprehensive plan to get there safely. To request your no-cost, no-obligation Dorhout Retirement Roadmap, call 402-281-0750 or request it online at dorhoutretirementservices.com. Now, back to more of Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout and Jeff Shade. 
We've had some great conversations this morning here on the Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout. We've talked about how a fiduciary many times is not the fiduciary that you think that they are. And again, if you missed any part of the broadcast, we're also a podcast. Simply go to wherever you get your podcast, search for the Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout. You'll find this show and the part that you missed earlier today, along with our past shows, so that you can stay on top of your journey towards a confident retirement. Okay, Grant, in this part of the program, I want to talk about something that is very common among people that you see in your office, and that is for 30, 35 years, people have contributed to their 401k. Maybe they've got an IRA. They have accumulated a big pile of money here, and they come into you and they go, Grant, it's no small task, but I want you to take this pile of money and turn it into an income stream for me. And I don't want to outlive that income stream. And by the way, I want 8% interest, and I don't want to pay any tax on this. I mean, sometimes what they're asking you to do is just totally impossible, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes we get that. I, I had the conversation this this week, like I have every single week. We go through the confidential profile that people fill out before they come in, and 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 they ask, well, why why do you ask so many questions before we even sit down? And on one of the pages, I I pointed it out to a gentleman, and I just said, well, you see this part right here where it says what you consider a reasonable rate of return. Yeah. Uh, if you put in there that you want to be conservative and you don't want any losses and you want twelve percent, well that's not possible. So we're going to have to have a discussion about what we can do if someone is conservative and and what a reasonable rate of return is in that area. So we see a lot of different things. Most of the time, we don't see a properly constructed income plan Mm -hmm. and how to create what we consider a better way to, to actually go through income in retirement. It's better than just hey, uh, financial advisor, can you send me some money? Because I've seen this one in the past where I had someone come in and I asked them just simply, okay, where are we taking these funds from? Are we taking it from IRA, your Roth IRA, your non-qualified funds, when they said that they were taking money from their investments? And they, they looked at me and they said, we really don't know. We just call our advisor and he just puts money in our account. Hmm. And I think that that's kind of important to go over from a taxation standpoint, which bucket we're taking this from. You have to know like how we're going to be tax efficient, make sure that we're not going into different tax brackets or, or affecting our Social Security or our Medicare unintentionally. So I've seen a lot of different areas where I have concern over retirement income. That's just one of them. And Grant, I know sometimes that people will say, well, the advisor across town said he can give me 12%. Well, if any advisor tells you that with a straight face, I think you should stand up, turn around, don't walk out of the office. I think you should run out of the office and consult some other advisors. Okay, so the problem here, Grant, is how do we create retirement income on a reasonable level here? I've heard this 4% rule, and some people swear by that. I don't know if it was William Mangott or somebody who came up with that, but let's just talk about the 4% mm-hmm. rule and why that may not be accurate or probably is not a good solution for most people. Well, it could work. That's the that's the issue that I have with it is the word that I had to just say there is it could work. It, the problem that I see with it, I go through this with people when, when they come in for a first appointment. I typically am going to go through an example of this And I like to think of the different markets we've had in the last 40 years that I've been on this earth. If I look at when my mom, uh, if she looked at my grandpa in the 80s, skip into the bank to renew his CDs at 15%, well, she'd think that that was a good idea. Hey, maybe I need to take out CDs. Well, when she got to retirement age, CDs were 1%. It wasn't going to work. If you look at what has happened in our market, I like to think of a tale of two brothers. 
And if I have one brother that says, you know what, I'm going to do this 4% rule thing. Uh, you know, the market over time is going to earn more than 4%. So a bunch of financial advisors told me that the 4% rule was a great idea. Let's say he retires with a million dollars and the first brother experiences a sequence of returns that closely resembles what happened in the 90s, from 1990 through 1999. Well, what would have happened during that time frame is not only would he have been able to take his 4% out plus the taxes and index it for inflation, he would have experienced exponential growth on his balance of $1 million. Well, if he had a brother that was 10 years younger than him, let's say he had a million dollars and he asked his brother what he did. He said, you know, I heard this 4% rule thing from a bunch of advisors, so I decided to just keep my money invested the way that it was, and I just took it out 4% plus the taxes, plus I indexed it for inflation for the last 10 years. Now I have way more money than I had when I started. Well, let's say the second brother does that from 2000 through 2009, which a lot of people refer to as the lost decade because you had the market go down 2000, 2001, 2002, 2008, if that brother did the exact same thing with a million dollars, at the end of that 10-year period, he would have been down a significant portion, and he would be in, in serious danger in his retirement journey. And I had someone in my office not that long ago that their big box store advisor was saying a widely used rule of thumb, 4% rule. I told this gentleman, I, his name was Joe, I said, hey, mm -hmm. Joe, that 4% rule might work out just fine. The issue is Joe is in his early 60s. He's going to retire by the time he's 65. I told Joe it might work out and it might not. And the only time I'm going to be able to tell you with certainty which one that is, it's when you're in your early 80s and we mm. can't do anything about it anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's problematic. They brought in sequence of returns risk that is completely unnecessary when putting together a retirement income plan. And I've seen this sequence of return risk chart out there, Grant. I think people can probably Google this, but let's say the brothers are Bill and Ted and, you know, they've mm -hmm. hardly had an excellent adventure. But Bill over there on the <laughs> left hand side, both of them had a million dollars. They were trying to pull 50 grand out a year. But with a sequence of returns, depending upon the market environment that you retire to, in Bill's case there, he had a lot of down years in the beginning. Then he had up years and he had a few down years. Well, he was out of money by year 16. He was totally broke, zero in his balance. Whereas Ted on the other side, he started out with a few up years and he had a handful of down years and some up years and so forth. He ended up with something like over $3 million. That is sequence of return risk. So let's talk about that a little bit, how you can prevent that from happening to people and how you take this pile of income that people have brought to you and turn it into a paycheck that is not subject to sequence of return risk. Where do you start with this process? Yeah, so you have to allow assets to do what they were intended to. If you're going to try and make a mutual fund or a, or a 401k, do something that it wasn't designed for. Don't be surprised when it it isn't reliable. It may or may not work out. I liken it to, you know, my, my wife and I, she has an Explorer. I have an F-150. We have a camper. I pull the camper with my pickup because mm -hmm. that's what it was created for. My Explorer, although it might be able to pull the camper for a while, don't be surprised when the transmission can't handle it or the suspension can't handle it. And then it breaks down. It's very similar when you start looking at your retirement income stream. When I go through the fiscal house with people and we, we discuss how their money can be invested, if I'm going to create an income stream, 
do I want it to closely look like a social security check or a pension check? If that's the case, then you're going to utilize something that looks like a pension. A pension payment is nothing more than an annuity payment. So if I want to have a reliable income stream for a certain period of time, I'm going to task something with the income that that asset class was designed for. So an annuity at its core was designed for income at the beginning. And there's all kinds of ways that you can create income streams, either with a fee or without a fee. Either way is fine. Sometimes it works without, then you can utilize it that way. Sometimes you absolutely have to put a fee on there to guarantee the income for the rest of someone's life. So when you look at creating it, I look at the, the principal protection as kind of the foundation of a income plan. Beyond that, when we start looking at creating income, if someone says, you know what, I don't wanna have a lifelong income, I wanna have it for the next year or two or three, mm -hmm. And I want it to just generate some some pretty good yield, some dividend type yield off of an investment. We would start looking at structured notes and we'll utilize those through banks like, you know, you might use HSBC or, or JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley. There's all kinds of different banks that these structured notes are generated through. But you might be able to generate a higher percentage rate of, of withdrawal out of that type of investment. You're just not going to have it as long. So those two different ways either utilizing an annuity and we're going to utilize something probably like an indexed annuity either a fixed index annuity we probably wouldn't look at a variable annuity just because of the cost and the payout factors we're going to task that annuity with a specific income and then that helps start generating a reliable income stream throughout someone's retirement plan and then you take that sequence of returns risk that the four percent rule is it's really challenging to utilize that 4% rule and actually generate the level of confidence that someone's going to want throughout their retirement. We're talking with Grant Dorhout of Dorhout Retirement Services here in Omaha about income streams. And Grant, you know, there are income streams, then there are reliable income streams. Slightly different. Can you tell us about the differences? Yeah, Take, for instance, a CD. If you have a CD and you ladder out the CDs or you ladder out bonds, let's say you have different maturities and you take out a, a CD every month or every three months uh, and then you do a two or a three or a four or a five year CD. Well, when that particular CD comes due, you can you can go ahead and you can pull income the income off of it and then just redo a CD. You can do the same thing with a bond ladder where you ladder these things out. Well, every three months, I'm going to start taking these things out. I'm going to have these always coming due every three months, and then I can pull the interest off of it. The issue with that is what if you took out a five-year CD if you took out a five-year CD three years ago, you're getting 1% instead of the 5% that is currently being offered. I'm not a big fan of that, but it's a way that you can do some of your cash flow or your income stream if you so choose. I prefer to look at a reliable income stream where I'm taking your whole bucket. Let's say if someone needs eighty dollars or $100,000 per year or 200000 a year, it doesn't matter the number. I'm going to subtract out what someone's other reliable income sources are, Social Security, your pensions. Uh, maybe you have an inheritance payout. I've had that uh, where it's coming from a trust guaranteed for the next 15 or 20 years. That plays in. But then whatever the deficiency is, let's create that in a reliable way. Something that you know is going to be there, regardless of interest rate changes that we're in all likelihood going to see in the next couple years, 
if we can do that, then we can have a lot more confidence in the retirement income that we're generating. If I have to have, let's say, $100,000 and I have 100% of that taken care of by my reliable income stream, my Social Security, my pension, and an annuity payment, if that's all taken care of, well, then all I have to figure for beyond that is inflationary differences, which we're going to run that out probably about two and a half to three percent inflation. And we're going to run that all the way out to age 100. And whatever the difference is, if we go from 100 to 102.5 and then to 105 and change and then so on and so forth, it keeps going up. We're going to have that additional amount. We already locked in what our income stream was, $100,000. You look at your social security reasonable increases, and then you take the rest from a systematic source where you could take that from a different annuity or you could take it from a structured note that it's gonna fill in the gap. And then all of a sudden, boom, you come up with, there's our retirement plan. We have all of our income taken care of for the rest of our life, and we're not relying on a fluctuating asset or fluctuating interest rates that you cannot predict or control to dictate what kind of retirement you're gonna live. You now have taken all the control back, and you can live the retirement that you wanted to because you did all the proper planning going into it. Grant, I want to talk to our listeners here. If you want to talk to an investment advisor who wants to sell you a standardized stock bond portfolio, really any investment advisor would be happy to sell you that. Or if you want all your eggs in an annuity basket, anyone with an insurance license would be happy to sell you that. But if you want to go beyond a product sales pitch and focus on the lifestyle first and then the life you want to live, you want to have a conversation with an advisor who will look at your unique needs and your desires through a comprehensive lens. Somebody who understands that maybe you want to travel with the kids. You need an income stream to do that. You want to go on an overseas vacation. You want to start a hobby business. You want an advisor who wants to help you discover who you really want to be in retirement. Then listen up. This is for you. I want you to pick up the phone right now this weekend and call 402-281-0750. That is the number for Doorhout Retirement Services. Ask for your peace in retirement blueprint. Again, there is no cost. There is no obligation for this. It's not going to cost you a dime. Again, that number 402 just a casual conversation with Grant to put you on the path towards a confident retirement. Again, that number, 402-281-0750. You can also request your complimentary consultation online at doorhotretirementservices.com. That's D-O-R-H-O-U-T, retirementservices.com. Want more talk about sustaining your wealth and thriving in a retirement that could last 30 plus years? Stay tuned for more Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout after this. Ready to climb a mountain of financial know-how? Good, because it's time for more Retirement Blueprint with your financial Sherpas, Grant Dorhout and Jeff Shea. We're so glad you decided to make us a part of your Saturday morning. You're listening to the Retirement Blueprint, of course, with Grant Dorhout. My name is Jeff Shade. And again, our website is DoorhoutRetirementServices.com. That's D-O-R-H-O-U-T RetirementServices.com. And if you would like to get in and sit down with Grant, have a casual conversation about your journey towards a confident retirement, that number to call 402-281-0750. 402-281-0750. You can call it this weekend. Leave your information. Lisa will call you back on Monday. Set you up with an appointment with Grant to get in there and uh, talk about your individual concerns. There is no one set blanket financial plan. Everybody's different. It's like fingerprints. 
we got to find out who you are and design a plan especially for you. So what are you waiting for? 402-281-0750. By the way, if you've got a plan from someone else, get a second opinion on that. 402-281-0750. You can make that call this weekend. Grant, I'm sure there are a lot of people listening to the show. They listen to it for entertainment purposes. That's what we want for them. Educational purposes, that's what we want. We don't really try to sell you anything on this show. But people listening to the show say, well, I can do this myself. I've been doing it myself for a long period of time. I built my own deck. I fixed the water trap in my sink. You know, I painted the walls of my house. It's really a little bit different when you're dealing with all the money that you've saved for your retirement and you're really depending upon that to have a confident retirement in which you don't have to depend on someone else. So let's talk about some major benefits that you're missing if you're not working with a financial advisor. So Grant, what would you say is the number one benefit that you get working with a financial advisor? Yeah, the first thing is to change financial behavior. I mean, a lot of times, I don't know if you're this way, but I'm sure someone out there is, and I think we all can probably fall into this category of making emotional decisions. And somewhere that you definitely do not want to make emotional decisions is in your finances, in your retirement planning. You definitely want to get away from that. And it's easier when you have someone that's serving as as kind of the quarterback of the plan saying hey this is what we are doing and we set out a plan and we set it out for the next 30 35 years well in the second or third or fourth year or fifth year if something doesn't go exactly the way that our golden retirement or our our dream scenario would have worked let's talk about 2022 as one or 2008 as one If the plan is set up properly, you can look at that and say, okay, this didn't go according to plan in this year, but this is where we're at on our progress level. And we don't have to freak out about what's going on in the market. We don't have to freak out at what the the news headlines are telling you to freak out about because we've already put this into our plan as a possibility. And this is why we're still okay. I mean, a lot of times you see people, I had a client years ago, he became a client of mine after 2008. And I believe it was 2010 that Gary became a client of mine. And he he called me up one day and he said, Grant, how dumb am I? And I said, I just had to laugh. <laughs> what'd you, and I what'd said, you do? Yeah. <laughs> I said, Gary, that's a pretty blanket blanket <laughs> statement or blanket question. I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? What happened? He said, well, in 2008, before the crisis ha- started happening, I had a million dollars. You know, right at the end of 2008 and the beginning of 2009, it got too bad. And I just couldn't handle it anymore you know, we've trusted you with this $500,000, almost all of it, but I had I had a bunch that I didn't tell you about that was at U.S. Bank earning less than 1% for the last two and a half years. He got out of the market at the worst time because he let emotion dictate that, and then he let maybe complacency or maybe emotion again allow him to stay in a spot where he just limped along for the next couple of years. And obviously we were able to help him from that point forward in, in remedying this situation, but, but that's an emotional decision that, that he made and, and then later on regretted it because he just couldn't handle what that was putting him through. Financial advisor could help you work through that. Yeah, and Gary came to you with a problem that he needed to have fixed. He wanted an objective answer that wasn't emotional. And I think of you sort of as like a financial doctor. People come to you with problems. 
and you fix those problems or you attempt to fix those problems without emotion. And that's the reason why doctors, you know, don't operate or, or many times don't treat family members is because they just can't keep the emotion out of it. So the number one reason is because you're not emotional at this. You look at the facts and you make a decision without emotions involved in that decision. The next one is I think you really need to have someone that you can hold accountable. And with a financial advisor, you can do that. Absolutely. And to expand on what you were just saying there, Jeff, talking about, you know, the doctor that that's helping you out, you know, they're not going to work on their close family members. Well, you think about the way that we're doing the the money management, there's certain aspects that we have money managers of our models so that any, you know, monthly or every other month or quarterly decisions that are being made on how to manage that we're actually having them help us further get away from that emotion. So the second one, like you just said, that one is actually having someone hold you accountable to what your plan is. Right. You know, looking at, I, I've had this conversation many, many times that, hey, we had a plan put together, but in order to have that plan put together, you have to put this $200,000 over here now well, I don't really feel like doing that. Or maybe it's $200 or maybe it's $2,000 or $20,000. It doesn't matter what the dollar amount is. Okay, well, if we're not going to do this, let's go through your plan and let's see what that impact is going to be. And then let's see if you not wanting to do this part is is going to satisfy your overall goal. And And we just help people get through those things maybe in a little bit more structured way than they've ever been before. I've had clients before like Patrick and Kathy. I remember, mm-hmm. you know, when we, when we started helping them put together their overall plan, you know, Patrick said, you know, it's, it's so nice that now we have a direction. It's kind of like playing darts and now we have the blindfold taken off. And that's what that accountability can help people feel is that we have power now that because we know how to structure these things and it's an area that they've never gone through before. So they need to be held accountable and help them become accountable to what their overall goal is. Yeah. And I think of uh, if I make an analogy about this years ago, I was on TV and I had to be pretty fit. I had to be in shape. So I hired a fitness trainer who would come to my house three days a week because I knew that if I did not have that trainer come there, no one was going to hold me accountable. I couldn't hold anybody accountable and we just weren't going to reach our goals. So you've got to have somebody that you can hold accountable and will hold you accountable. And that is another benefit of a financial advisor. We're talking with Grant Dorhout here of Dorhout Retirement Services. Next one is you can save yourself a ton of time. And I think about this, you've worked all day. Maybe you've had an eight, 10 hour day. Do you really want to come home at night and work on your finances or do you want to do it on the weekend? A good financial advisor can really take a lot off your plate. Oh yeah. You save a ton of time. I promise you. Uh, if someone's wondering how much time these plans take to put together and how to, and, and to maintain, quite frankly, you know, looking at how much time we, we analyze portfolios and we make sure that things are going the way that they're supposed to go, it is really a tedious task and making sure that we've separated out the assets that are intended for income and the assets that are intended for growth. And, and what are we doing from a tax efficiency standpoint? All of these things take a lot of time and making sure that we got the math figured out right and making sure that that equation works out in the best way for the client. It does take a ton of time and, and then making sure that it's not going to fail 20, 25 years down the road. A lot of times people don't really have the, the tools to even do it, even if they have the time to do it. 
I've met some people in in Omaha that are are really really good at earning money. They're really really good at growing money. They're really really good and disciplined at investing and and maybe even picking things. If you're one of those people, I've had I've had plenty of people that they take a portion of that responsibility and then will actually handle the income in retirement and the rest of the accumulation and the tax planning so that we make sure that the plan is going to work. Even if someone is really really good at investing it might not be the right task for them to try and put together a retirement plan. So yes, you save a ton of time, I promise you, uh, by having a financial advisor take care of figuring out what all those goals are and making sure they work. And a financial advisor helps you learn what not to do. I think most people think financial planning is mostly about getting advice on the different ways to invest your money. However, I think there's something to be said for getting solid advice on the pitfalls to avoid and, you know, having uh, the benefit of learning from other people's mistakes. And I know that you meet with multiple clients on a daily basis and on a weekly basis, and it's quite common that you see mistakes that people make and you can help other people, your new clients, or you can help any of your clients really avoid mistakes. Yeah, I've had this discussion with my my son. Now he just turned 16 years old this week, and I've had this discussion with him many times. Hey, bud, I've been a teenager before, and you know it doesn't really matter what you're thinking or, or what your thought process is or what you're going to do. I've probably thought it, or maybe I've done it, and just ask me questions. Ask me questions. I will mm-hmm. tell you the honest answer, that, and it, it's going to be for your betterment. You can either learn from your mistakes or you can learn from from my mistakes. That's what I tell my son. And then we we go through that with clients now that, hey, we can learn with experimenting with yours or we can look at the plethora of information that we know of what doesn't work. We've gone through some of them. There's a lot of ways that people can get through retirement, but there's only a few ways that you can get through it with the level of confidence that we really want people to go through retirement with. So looking at, okay, if we have a scenario over here like this, where we have a 2008 scenario happen again, and remember how many people came out of retirement and they had to start working at uh, at McDonald's or Wendy's or just having part-time jobs mopping or things like that. Well, how do we not put ourselves in that situation to be able to to have the confidence in retirement that we know that when we retire, when we push that easy button, we know we are done. Well, part of it is just looking back as to what people have done in the past that did not work and then go the opposite direction. And that's why we put the retirement plans together that we do. So you actually use the knowledge that you've gained from other people who have made mistakes to put people on the right path financially because you've seen the outcomes firsthand. And I think that alone is worth paying for. If you're interested in a conversation today and you want to find out what a financial advisor held to the fiduciary standard can do for you, then I invite you to call this number and request your Peace in Retirement Blueprint. That number is 402-281-0750. 402-281-0750. Again, ask for your Peace in Retirement Blueprint. Lisa will gather some basic information from you and then set you up with a conversation with Grant to create that path towards a confident retirement. Once again, that telephone number, you can call it this weekend, 402-281-0750. Simply leave your name and your telephone number while you're thinking about it. And Lisa, of course, will give you a call back and set up an appointment for you here in the very near future. You don't have to wait months to get in to talk to Grant. And when you do get in there, you will be talking to Grant, not some junior advisor. Once again, 402-281-0750 is the number to call. 
for your Peace in Retirement blueprint. You can also request your complimentary consultation online at DoorHoutRetirementServices.com, D-O-R-H-O-U-T, RetirementServices.com. Want more straight talk and honest answers about your wealth management and retirement journey? Stay with us. There's more Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout here. We're back with more strategies for a successful retirement. This is the Retirement Blueprint. Once again, here's Grant Dorhout and Jeff Shea. We're so glad you decided to make us part of your weekend. You're listening to The Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout. And of course, we're here for you every week for your fiscal fitness and your financial education. You're on News Talk 1290 Coil at 11 a.m. And once again, if you have missed any part of the program, remember we're a podcast. You can Google Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout. That'll tell you where you can find our podcast or you can simply go to wherever you get your podcast and search for The Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout. You'll find this show and all of our past shows so you can stay on top of your journey towards a confident retirement. Grant, I want to get back to basics here a little bit. And again, uh, you know, so many people have heard pros and cons about this next topic, and that is annuities. Some people like them, some people hate them. So I want to maybe talk a little bit about what these are, a little bit about the pros and cons of these. But before we go into that, let's talk about the different types of annuities. There are about, what, four or five different types. Yeah, you're looking at four different types that I typically look at. And I I used to actually, when I do dinner seminars, I used to draw the word annuity up on a board and then I'd ask 30 people. I'd just say, hey, tell me what you know, Uh, because I want to know what level of education they have around this particular topic. And some people love them. Some people hate them. They talk about the fees. They talk about growth. They talk about all kinds of different things. And they'd give me maybe 10 or 15 or even 20 different answers as to what they knew about the word annuity. And then I'd ask them, well, which annuity are you speaking of when you've made this determination? Because that's very important. If someone says, I hate fruit, but they really mean I hate grapefruit, but they love oranges, right? well, that's a very different thing. It's the same thing with annuities. So the first type is a SPIA or a DIA. It's a single premium immediate annuity or a deferred income annuity. And when you look at that particular type of annuity, you're going to give a lump sum of cash to an insurance company and they're going to create an income stream. And you can say, I want income for the next five years or 10 years or 20 or 30 years. Or you could do 10 years certain and life. So if you live past 10 years, it'll keep paying you the rest of your life. But if you pass away prior to 10 years, it'll pay out until the 10th year. Or you could do that for 20 years, or you could do installment refund. There's all kinds of different ways you can structure it. We typically don't see that very much right now, utilizing a a SPIA or a DIA. That's not not a very popular way to go. We're going to talk more about the fixed annuities here in just a second. That's typically the the second one that I talk about, but I'm going to jump over to the third one. That's the variable annuity, and it's in the verbiage. It's variable. It's following the market. It's in the market. It has sub-accounts very similar to what a mutual fund is. Uh, You're going to have a lot of expenses. You're going to have mortality and expense charge. You can have an income rider benefit charge. You can have a death benefit rider charge. There can be uh, expense ratios inside of the sub-accounts, transactional costs inside of the sub-accounts. A lot of things that can be in a variable annuity. And if you get the wrong one, it can be very, very expensive and problematic. The fourth type that I talk about is the fixed index annuity. That's going to have a lower cost. It's going to have a little more certainty, very similar to a fixed annuity, that it's going to have more certainty, that you're you're not going to have a, a market loss. So if the market goes down, you don't lose. But if the market goes up, you can participate in the gains of the market. 
that's a fixed index annuity, and you can put a income rider on that as well. There's some some of them that have death benefit riders as well, but you know your costs are going to be lower. You're not going to be able to you know shoot the moon and make a ton of money with a fixed index annuity, but you're not going to lose either. And you'll see a lot of retirement plans that we would utilize if we were going to utilize an income rider would be the indexed annuity, not the variable annuity. But we're here to really talk about the fixed annuities, right, Jeff? Absolutely. I want to maybe talk a little bit more about the fixed index annuity before we get to the fixed annuity. When you talk about the index, as you said, it does follow an index and you can pick the index. Could be the Dow, I guess it could be the S&P 500. If it's up 10%, you're not going to get the whole 10% because there's a cap on it and it could be capped at like 7%. So there's an upside to this, but also with a fixed index annuity, it has what we call a floor of zero. As you said, Grant, that means if uh, the index goes down, you do not lose money. But again, there are pros and cons with almost every type of annuity. So let's uh, drill down and we're going to be talking about the fixed annuity here. What are some of the reasons why someone should get a fixed annuity? And then we'll talk about some of the reasons that somebody may not want a fixed annuity. But let's go with the positives first here. So the, the first reason that someone would look at a fixed annuity would be simply if they love CDs. Uh, if someone loves CDs, you're going to probably find a little bit higher interest rate inside of a fixed annuity. And that's that's referred to in this industry as a, I call it a MIGA. It's a multi-year guarantee annuity where if you get a, a two-year CD, what does a two-year CD give you? It gives you X amount of interest for two years. And at the end of the two years, you can do what you want with the money. You can walk away or you can put it inside of another CD. It's the same thing with a two-year MIGA or fixed annuity. If you have a, a MIGA for two years or three years or five or 10 years, it's going to give you that interest rate for that time frame that you have determined that you want it from. And where it's a little different from a CD is it's considered more liquid with a lot of them. Not every one of them will give you an option for being able to pull money out, but a lot of them will let you take either 10% of whatever your balance is without any penalty, or they'll let you take the interest out that you have gained. So some people like both of those options, but it's going to give you well, it's going to give you this this fixed interest for that time frame. So if someone's a CD buyer, go ahead and give a look to a multi-year guarantee annuity. Grant, is the money that you put into a fixed annuity, does it grow tax deferred? Yeah, it does grow tax deferred. If someone has a non-qualified asset, when I talk about non-qualified, I'm just meaning non-retirement qualified. It's not an IRA. It's not a Roth IRA. It's not a 401k or a 403b. It's just cash that you had in the bank. If you put it into the, the multi-year guarantee annuity or the fixed annuity, you it's going to grow tax deferred and you're not going to pay any taxes on it until you pull it out of that fixed annuity, perhaps at the end of the term, or if you take the interest payments while you are building it up, then when you pull that interest payment out, that's when you would actually pay taxes on whatever that gain was. Okay, so the growth is not taxed, but you do pay taxes if you make a withdrawal or you receive an annuity payment. That's the difference there. Also, with a fixed annuity, can you pass this money on to heirs? Yeah, absolutely. We have the the name beneficiaries inside of every single fixed annuity or multi-year guarantee annuity. So you don't have to. You can put this in your will. You can put it in a trust. You can have the beneficiary be a trust or you can have the will actually have it go where you want it. Or you could just in the fixed annuity, you could just name your beneficiaries much like you would do inside of a life insurance policy. And then it doesn't have to go through probate. I'm not going to tell you that they're not going to go through probate. You have to 
consult with your legal team before you determine that exactly, but it doesn't have to go through probate if you don't want it to. Okay, so the pros of a fixed annuity, you're going to get regular payments, you'll have a guaranteed rate, your contributions grow tax-deferred, and you can pass your money on to heirs. So those are the pros. Let's talk about some of the cons here with a fixed annuity. Your annuity really is not that liquid, is it? No, no. There's some of them out there. You might get a two or three or a five-year annuity, a a fixed annuity or multi-year guarantee annuity, where you might not be able to pull any money out without penalty. So you got to be very aware that if you need money out of of a fixed annuity, if it's something that you're going to buy something in six months with it, you're not going to want to put money inside of that fixed annuity. You would only put funds that you do not need for that two-year period. Or if you have a five-year annuity, for instance, that has liquidity of up to 10%, just make sure you're not going to need anything more than that 10%. Because if you go over what the liquidity provision is, there's a penalty similar to the CD where it says substantial penalty for early withdrawal. In a fixed annuity, it's just it's called a surrender charge. It means very similar things. It's not the exact same, but it can be damaging if you are using it improperly. Okay, and another potential con with a fixed annuity is that depending upon inflation, it may not keep up with inflation. Yeah, exactly. What if someone took out a five-year annuity three years ago and they took it out at one or one and a half or two percent? Well, right now you could be getting five percent. So on the flip side, you know, you could you could actually take it the other way and say, hey, you know what? We're getting five, six percent returns right now. Well, Jerome Powell has already said we might be decreasing rates three times this year. We'll wait to see if that actually happens. But if they start decreasing rates three times this year, it may be good to lock in a five-year rate right now. But yes, it may not keep up with the pace of inflation depending on what that environment is. And finally, with fixed annuities, Grant, could the fees be higher than some other options that uh, you might pick for retirement income? Well, Jeff, that can be true in certain types of annuities, but it's not going to be with a fixed annuity. When you start talking about higher fees, we're typically going to be talking about higher fees inside of variable annuities, but not inside of the fixed annuity. Okay, so the bottom line is there are pros and cons to everything, and there are pros and cons to a fixed annuity. A fixed annuity can help boost your nest egg, but before you invest in a contract, make sure that you review the fees and the terms to ensure that it is a good fit for your retirement plan. Grant, based on our conversation, I think that uh, maybe our listeners may have some questions of you about annuities. So if you want answers about your annuities and whether or not an annuity is right for you, then request your no-cost, no-obligation, no-judgment, door-hot retirement blueprint. You can do it today by calling 402-281-0750. That number again, 402-281-0750. This is just a casual conversation between you and Grant to get your questions answered, to put you on a path towards a confident retirement and maybe help you not step in some retirement potholes that could damage your retirement plan. Again, no cost, no obligation. Absolutely, it's not going to cost you a dime. The number to call today, 402-281-0750. Again, 402-281-0750. You can also so request your complimentary Dorhout Peace and Retirement Blueprint online at DorhoutRetirementServices.com. That's D-O-R-H-O-U-T RetirementServices.com. Well, Grant, we just get started. We got so much to talk about. And then somebody comes in and says, hey, are you guys about done? We got another show coming in here. So we're out of time for this week. Grant, I want to thank you most of all for your time. But I want to thank our listeners as well for joining us. For
For Grant Dorhada, I'm Jeff Shade. Have yourself a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of the Retirement Blueprint right here on News Talk 1290, COIL. The opinions voiced in the Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout are for general information and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Examples provided are hypothetical and for illustrative purposes only. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Investing in an alternative investment may only be suitable for persons who are able to assume the risk of losing a portion or all of their entire investment. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The performance of any index is not indicative of the performance of any investment and does not consider the effects of inflation and the fees and expenses associated with investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Jeff Shade and show guests are not affiliated with CWM LLC. 